We're diving deep into the theme of individualization. Welcome to episode one, or I should say episode two of Uncovering Your Strengths, the series where we talk about using your talents to enhance your career, life, and future. Speaking from the Clifton Strengths or aka Strengths Finder or Clifton Strengths Quest. Let's dive into this episode. Be sure to bring your pen and paper. It's going to be great. Are you a millennial who's struggling to find more purpose? Do you feel confused when you think about what you're created to do here? Do you waste time on job search engines searching for a better fit? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, you don't have to feel that way anymore. Welcome to the Life and Business Coaching for Millennials, a safe space where people from all walks of life can come together to learn, grow, and transform. My name is Jose Miguel Longo, and I'm your host. Life and Business Coaching for Millennials is a place where diversity is celebrated and encouraged, where we can have open, honest conversations about uncovering your purpose in business, feeling more joy in your life, and ultimately finding more happiness and success. I look forward to having meaningful conversations and coaching sessions that will help you explore life, career options, be inspired, fueled, and fulfilled with laughter. It's time to chit chat with Jose Miguel. Let's dive in. Hey, chit chatters, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. Today's episode is focusing on our series. Uncovering your strengths, using your talents to enhance your career, life, and future. I'm going to be kicking off the series myself. So after last week's introductory episode, where I shared with you a little bit of the details that are going to go into the series, um, this is kind of episode two, because I know the intro was episode one. Um, I'm going to talk to you about my particular strengths and how I've uncovered them and what they mean and what they are. And I'm going to hone in on a specific one because I want to share with you my journey in this talent and this theme and how I've made it my own. So let's dive into this. When I took the Strengths Quest assessment back in 2011, I just thought of it as another career assessment. You know, traditionally when you are a person that works in the field of coaching, whether you're a career coach or a life coach, you always have these tools and resources to help you maximize and engage meaningful conversations with your clients and students. And upon taking this assessment, I had learned what my top five themes were, which are input, individualization, learner, ideation, and achiever. So those are my top five. And I do have my 34 themes, but I want to reiterate that the top five themes are where your zone of genius are. This is where your energy comes from. This is where your strengths are honed into. And this is where you spend most of your time taking action. So if you're someone who has that fear of missing out, that FOMO, because you just need to know what the other themes are, Just bear in mind that even if you know what those other themes are, it's not going to matter 
where they live in your top 34 because your top, well, I shouldn't say your top 34. It doesn't matter where they live because your top five are essentially and fundamentally the ones and the talents where you spend and live most of your time. So to dig a little bit deeper into that, when I took the assessment, I did not own at all for one bit what my themes were. I was so far removed from owning them that I literally told my colleague who was supporting me in it that I wanted to take it again. And actually this person, Jackie Wallace, my friend Jackie, she was on the podcast last year at some point, I want to say in the summertime. And we talked about Strange Quest a little bit and we talked about that conversation. You can go back to, I think it was episode 13 or 14, I can't remember, um, and listen in. But I did not own it. I felt like these themes did not mean anything to who I was as a person. And they didn't match my personality and the person who I thought myself to be. And I was wrong. I was so wrong because as I took the time and the space to really accept what the Clifton Strange Finder assessment is and what it does, I really started to understand what each theme meant and what each theme does and how each theme has almost these sections and spaces where you can literally go to at any given point of your day, at any given point of your life, and at any given point of your work. And the more time I spent over the course of that year, because I tell you, it was a year before I was convinced that these were my themes and these were my strengths. And I started to see myself in them. It was hard. It was really hard. And not everybody has that response. There's a lot of people that ultimately are 100% right into them and have the true, true feeling that they're their own. Whereas for me, it took me a little bit more work. But I'm so grateful uh, for having that experience of, one, owning you know the strains because now... Look at where I am a decade later. Literally, it was 10 years ago um, that I took the assessment. And 10 years ago where I felt that this didn't mean who I was and it didn't match with who I am. And these five themes, they go really, really well together. As a matter of fact, if you've heard me talk about the Strange Quest before, if you listen to... Um, I want to say it's episode, shoot, I can't remember what episode it was, but it was the episode that I called, what's your top five? Um, I want to say it was like episode 40 something. I can't remember what it is. Episode 48. So if you listen to episode 48, which is what's your top five? Harnessing the power of your strengths, skills, and talents to build your passion and discover your purpose. That episode was the where this mind um, inception, the idea came for me to do this series. But also in that episode, I talk about how all 34 themes are broken into these domains. And each domain um, provides people to visualize how they can 
essentially take more control of how they see their strengths and talents because let's remind ourselves they're called talents by the fact that there's 34 talents and themes but they're also strengths because you have to really apply them to yourself and what you do and see how you own them and how you master them and how you take action so literally the journey that we're going to go through in this series is we're going to hear from very different people from all different walks of life who have taken the assessment and have taken the um, perhaps sessions and coaching sessions that come with Strengths Quest. And basically, they're going to talk about their top five themes and which one is their favorite, which one they own the most, which one they've used in their life, which one they use for work, and how it's changed them and how it's impacted their future. Um, for me, when I think about all of that, I'm going to kind of answer these questions one by one because I want to really break it down and give you as listeners the space to understand why this is so valuable and how it could really benefit you from jumping into what it is and taking advantage of it. So the domain in which most of my strengths live under is relationship building. Um, at my core, I know that that's one of my biggest talents is to create teams and really identify the talents of people like a coach. It's my gift, you know, I, and I think that even before knowing what my strengths were going back to like my adolescence and becoming a, and wanting to become a teacher, I talk about that journey as well. I knew that I had this ability to really listen to people, understand how people want to be seen and how people want to be heard. And when I think of like what all these things are, um, individualization is the one that speaks to me the most. So I, I told you what my top five are. In order, input's number one, individualization's number two, learner's number three, ideation's number four, and achiever's number five. And the, the reason I picked individualization to really talk about deeply into this conversation it's not because number one, which is input, doesn't speak to me. It's just they all blend so well together that I find myself at my best and I find myself in my dominance when it comes to individualization. And let me tell you why. And I'm going to read to you what um, what Clifton Strains, what Gallup says is the definition of individualization. Now... Let me remind you before I dive into this a little bit that all of these words that we're talking about in this series all have are all are spelled differently and all have their own meaning. So Gallup essentially, or I shouldn't say Gallup, but when Donald Clifton was doing his research and then he partnered with Gallup to bring this assessment tool, they created their own language. So bear that in mind that the word individualization may not exist in the dictionary, but it exists in the world as a talent, as a theme to define how someone is perceived and how someone works. So when you talk about the world of work, I know I'm going in a tangent here, but I bear with me. When you talk about the world of work, if you're someone who's able to bring people together and you have the ability to listen to what people are saying and reflect to what people are doing. And what by people, meaning 
an individual or even a group of people, but you value them one by one for who they are. And you don't see them all in a box. You see them as who they are for their gifts and talents. That's individualization. And so let me tell you what Gallup says. This is straight up, just for the record, from the Clifton Strains Finder. I should rephrase that. From the Strains Finder 2.0, Discover Your Clifton Strains Book. Um, and the reason I use this book is that this book is always the book that I go to, my go-to. I have a couple of go-to books. And as a coach, we have tons of resources, like tons of resources. But I like to use the book because I want people to understand what the general definition is by, by standards of Gallup. But I also want people to develop their own definition of how they see this particular talent or strength in themselves and how they use it to maximize whether it's their life, their career, or their relationships, and what exactly have they done with it and how it's impact. And essentially, that's what this whole series is all about. I want people who have taken the tool and the assessment to be able to share their journey and to share how it's really enhanced their life by taking it. But what have they gotten out of it over the time that they've done it? So if you took it a decade ago and if you took it five years ago, if you took it a year ago, share that story. That's what we're doing here. And so if you're interested because you've already taken the assessment and you want to join the series, um, there will be a link in the show notes for you to do that. And I'll make sure that's included with every single episode for the show notes. But if you're someone who's really interested in wanting to dive, dive deep into coaching because you're stuck and you want to uncover your passions and you want to uncover your strengths and you're really looking to harness that in, dive into a coaching session. We have two particular packages. One is a hour and a half coaching session that includes the code and one is six one hour sessions, which also includes the code. But we dive deep into one hour for each of your top five themes and then an hour to kind of bring it all together and get you set up for where you want to go. So if you're listening to this and it sounds like this may be something you want to dive into, go to my website. It's coachingwithhoseandmiguel.com. There's a section under um, life coaching packages where you'll see the two different strengths quest themed packages for you. But let me talk, let me go back to individualization here because that's what we're chatting about. So individualization is you instinctively observing each person's style, each person's motivation, how each thinks and how each builds relationships. Um, and I also, it, I'm reading the things that I highlighted bear in mind, I'm not reading the whole thing. Um, because you're such a keen observer of other people's strengths, you can draw out the best in each person. This individualization theme also helps you build productive teams. It's knowing instinctively that the secret to great teams is casting by individual strengths so each can do a lot of what they do well. That to me is so powerful because when I think about the work that I do in my day job, 
Um, which, which ultimately my day job, I talked about this a lot before, I'm a director of career services at a college. So I have teams of students that I hire. I have graduate students, and then I have work-study students, and then I have an assistant. Um, I work for a small school, so I don't have enough resources, so I always have to hire students. I break my students into teams based on their skill level and based on their abilities of A, what they want to learn and do so that it's meaningful to them, but also recognizing who the people that I would partner them with. Now, to some people, that may sound like the idea of doing that takes a tremendous amount of energy and they may not even know how to do it. But when you're when you have the theme and you're an individualizer or aka you have the theme of individualization, this is your party. This is your jam. This is that song that you put on repeat that you constantly want to listen to and you feel so energized by it. This is the reason why I've always been successful at managing teams and building teams from the ground up and being able to know exactly who to pair with who or who to, how to actually identify how to do that. But to go deeper into it, to me, it's not just about teams. Over the last decade, I've been able to master this strength to work with my clients, work with my students one-on-one -on -one, and give them that 30 minute or hour long time to understand what they're feeling, hear what they're doing, and being able to reflect and provide some action and provide some meaningful conversation that they will grow out of. I, I know this sounds weird, but I'm a coach. Like, this is what I do. I, I'm a coach in my career, in my life, for what I do for a living. But I also have my coaching practice, which... You know, with my students, I spend 30 minutes and with my clients, I spend an hour and I give them the tools and resources and it's all based on the conversations that we engage with. Let me take this a step deeper because I'm giving you all the examples, right? Let me take this a step deeper and share with you a little bit more about what Gallup says in relationship um, to these strengths. So if someone who has individualization as a strength in their top five, and this is kind of like an idea of taking action. So if you're interested in wanting to pursue this more, one of the things you can do is, you know, the talents of individualization is that they can both be used and appreciated as a, as a counselor, as a supervisor, as a teacher, um, writing, and selling, and then um, these are these are all unique to the to a person who has this particular talent. So, if you're looking to become an expert in describing your own strength or owning it, you might want to you know understand what are your abilities in being able to do it and how you can define it. One of the other areas where I feel I lean towards and it's a passion area it's not an area that i say i excuse me i want to do all my work in but it's an area that i find myself attracted to is in um diversity equity and inclusion and i didn't realize this until probably the last five years that i had such a passion for this it was always a part of my life and always a part of my work because i identify as a person of color and because i've seen 
what um, what has transpired in our world, in our country, but also I've always been a person in that conversation, in that space, and I've always acknowledged it and owned it. And something I just read that really was so powerful to me that it never occurred to me was help others understand that true diversity can be found in the subtle differences between each individual, regardless of race, sex, or nationality. And when I read that, at my core, I got goosebumps. I literally felt like everything I've been doing and everything that I am doing just locks into place. It just almost makes everything that I know about myself and everything that I've taken ownership of much more um, affirming, right? Sometimes you know how you're looking for a sign to make sure that what you're doing, you're in the right direction of it. And you always want to kind of have the affirmation for yourself to kind of check the box to say, okay, just send me a sign, God, please make sure I'm doing this and I'm in the right direction. I'm going the right way. This process that I've gone through over the last decade, but also all the things that I'm doing, I know that the signs from God are there and he's sending them to me loud and clear. But reading and doing the research and owning this, sorry, I'm tapping on the book, <laughs> has caused me to recognize everything that much more. Let's take a step further into this and talk about how leaders, when I say leaders, these are managers, these are supervisors, these are C-suite CEOs or executives at companies and businesses. These are people who want to lead their team and want to build teams. These are people who are supervisors, but haven't been trained to be a, a great supervisor and they have a team. This is talking about straight up leadership. And here's the thing about leadership and being a leader. Not everyone can be a leader, okay? But you can learn how to become a leader. Leadership is something that comes with time. Leadership is something that comes with experience and knowledge. And it also comes with self-awareness. And it takes a lot of years of self-reflection and empathy and compassion and trust. And, you know, the idea of becoming a leader to, to build a space where people not only can confide and trust in being able to share information, but also a space of, that creates transparency and honesty. So when we talk about the domain, which I mentioned already is um, relationship building for individualization, it, it, it sends a powerful message when you're a leader and you have this talent. And if you're someone who actually owns this talent. Um, when I think of this, you know, leaders with dominant relationship building themes have the ability to build strong relationships that can hold teams together. And at the at the end of it all, you know, at, at, at to summarize all of that, really, you want to understand each person in your team's unique talents and abilities. And can I just tell you that I've worked for some people who in my lifetime have been the shittiest 
supervisors and bosses. I hate to even call them leaders because when you are not open to listening to feedback that's critical and influential to help you strategize and build your team to be the best they can be, and you want to sit on the side and pretend that you think you're a leader, but when you're a boss, and when I say a boss, I don't mean that boss. I mean a boss because you just show up because you're that person, not because you do the work. You have the title, but you don't do shit. That's what I'm talking about right there. People who have individualization have the ability to call out people who are bosses, but call them out to say, let me teach you. Let me coach you. Let me help you. Let me be your advocate. Let me be your team builder. Let me bring people together for you and with you. That's what individualization does as a leader. As a leader when they work for people, but also as a leader when they work for themselves. It's powerful. And it's also, I think, at the root of it, when you talk about the people who you admire the most in your life. It's the small details that make the biggest impact when you talk about making a person's day. How they like their coffee, what their favorite color is, um, what they like to listen to music, you know, remembering their birthday. It's recognizing the little things that someone shares with you as a one-on-one basis and being able to partner with them and take time to get to know them. That leaves such a big impact when you're a leader and you're able to um, help others out. Now, people with the theme of individualization who are leaders, when you talk about um, the sense of providing trust, um, let's, let's take, for example... You want to build trust that is focused on positivity. You also want to build trust in being able to see individuals' perspectives. And you want to be able to build trust in helping people recognize that you value them. And you give them confidence, you lift them up. That's important. When you talk about compassion, um, this is from a perspective of being able to hear what people are saying and being able to take that information, process it, and be able to reflect on what they just shared with you. But at the same time, being open to the fact that like you may be that person that coaches them on and that constantly needs to be that cheerleader for a person. Now, you're going to be a cheerleader for your whole team if you're a leader or if you have a team that you supervise. But you always want to remember that everyone's an individual. Everyone wants to be valued. And having the talent and the ability to be compassionate for others is really, really important and meaningful. The other step that comes with um, leadership in in the, the theme of individualization is providing stability. And, you know, there there needs to be a large sense of awareness in self (laughs) to provide stability because obviously you need stability for yourself before you can provide it for others. But it's also being attuned to other people's desires and needs. 
when someone's when I when I talk about putting people in groups or partnering people up, I pay attention to what their interests are, what their passions are, to know how to put them together and work with them so that they're feeling that they're in a better place or situ better place or position. Let's take for work for example. Someone who applies to a job gets hired as doing the work. And in that interviewing process, as a hiring manager, I'm taking a sip of water, by the way. In that interviewing process as a supervisor, they said something to you where they basically shared that they have an interest and passion for blank, blank, blank. I don't know. Let's make something up. For working with people from different departments that they normally wouldn't work with, right? So when you get a project and may, you may have to work with a department that doesn't work with your area normally, that might be a good opportunity to find that individual and have them collaborate because that's giving them opportunity and it's showing that you as a leader are able to make them feel welcomed and make them feel needed and make them feel like you are building their confidence you're giving them the stimulation they want to grow and stay engaged. Another um, key attribute for this area as a leader is creating hope. And this is part of always providing feedback to people and feedback in a sense where you're being mindful of their individual talents, their individual strengths, their individual skills, what they're looking to achieve in their career, what they're looking to achieve in their life and their aspirations. Um, it's also important to, to be proactive in having these conversations with your teams and being able to share a meaningful conversation as a group. Sometimes this is the, you know, yearly retreat um, or having, you know, quarterly um, gatherings and going around the space or the room, which you're grateful for, that is the kind of energy and the things you want to do. Um, so, so those are important attributes. And I will say that every strength or every talent has specific attributes that are covered by, you know, hope, sustainability, um, compassion, and trust. Those are just simple um, things that you can check off when you're being a leader or you are a leader that ultimately helps you understand how to follow those. Um, I have like a list of questions that I wanted to make sure I answered for clarification purposes in this conversation with y'all. Um, so how to lead with this talent or theme? I already went through that. Um, what can I do with this strength and talent? So I already mentioned that a little bit. I talked about the Gallup definition. So I mentioned the domain, right? So it's a space of um, the, the relationship building. Um, the other thing that I can mention about individualization, and I will have someone else be part of the, the series that has this theme so they can share their perspective because they may have a completely different perspective on how they use this for their own personal or professional um, work. Let me break into that for a second. So obviously we're, we're trying to cover and how to enhance our career, life, and future. So I've already enhanced both my career and life with this theme. 
how I created this podcast, which was something that I didn't know that I was going to do. Obviously, I don't have a magic ball, uh, but I didn't know that I would do and I've always wanted to do for a while now. Um, I finally launched my coaching business. Like Those are things that when you know you have a talent for something and you're constantly living in the space and the zone of fear or the space and zone of not truly living to your full potential, when you do something and you feel it and you start seeing the fruits of that work you're putting into it, that's something else. That's a whole nother level of just feeling, it's all the feel goods um, and and just that, that joy. Like I get excited when I see how much I've grown personally and professionally and what I'm doing to help other people. This talent, this theme of individualization is exactly that. In my future, I'm going to be coaching more and more clients and helping them uncover their passion, uncover their strengths, and uncover their talents so they can have the best future, so they can have the best career, the best life that they want. I'm doing it. I'm living it. And I'm so proud and happy of it. Like, I can't tell you, I'm probably sure you can hear it in my voice and my energy, but it's so fundamentally who I'm who I am and what I'm meant to be doing. And when I think about it professionally, you know, I am going through some professional changes in my career right now that I'm opening myself up to more opportunities. The coaching practice, coaching business right now is a side hustle. It's not something that I'm ready to give up my professional life to go do full time. And some people are saying, say what? Like I've had people who have tried to convince me that I should just quit my full time job and do coaching full time. Yes, that will happen in the future. When? I don't know yet. But I don't want that right now. But I'm ready to make a change in my professional career to give me the space to do more of this for when I'm ready, I know that I'll be ready. And I know that it'll happen organically. It won't be forced and it won't be um, out of a, out of a space or a, or a time where I got to do this now. I got to do this now. I don't want it to be that. I want it to be really easy and organic and a smooth transition. And I know I have that ability in myself and I have the confidence to do it. But we're not there yet. So yeah, I'm getting a little, I'm uncovering a little bit more about myself in my professional um, space because I'm looking into other career opportunities right now. That's where I am. And I'm being very forthcoming and honest, which most people wouldn't be. Um, but I have that in the space where I am right now. So look, having all said all this stuff, this is obviously 30 minutes of a conversation that's just about this one theme. There's so much more we can dig into and what individualization does. But here's what I'll say to you and here's what I'll leave you with. If you're someone who listens to this podcast and has heard me talk about Strengths Quest or Clifton Strengths before, you know this is something important and valuable to me. If you hear this and you find value in this, share it with someone. Share it with your neighbor, share it with your significant other, share it with your best friend. Share it with someone who you think right now in their life needs something 
that's going to help them feel better about themselves and who perhaps might need the space and the presence of someone to help them get through what they're going through. I can't tell you how rewarding it is to be able to do this work of the podcast and do the work of coaching people every day. I love it. But I also will say that people sometimes aren't always willing and accepting to recognize when they need the help. And if you're someone who's listening to this, you're listening to it for a reason. This this podcast and this um, show is for those people out there. And I know that I have a, an audience that's very specific. And I know that I have a very specific niche. If you're a millennial who's out there looking to find their purpose and looking to uncover what they're meant to be doing and they know that they're meant to be doing more than what they're just doing every single day, listen up, my friend. This is for you. This space, these conversations, they're for you. And the reason this series, again, I'm repeating myself, the reason this series is so important is because you're going to hear the conversations from a lot of different people. I want to say 34, but clearly it may be less or maybe more. A lot of different people who have walked the same path that you have. And it doesn't have to be hard. You just have to say, I need help. Or you just have to say, can you please? I'm here for you. Trust, believe me, I'm here for you. Let's end this in an amazing note and thank God for all the blessings we have. I surely do feel blessed and grateful. And to thank you as my listeners, which I do every single week and every single episode, for listening in, for sharing the show if you shared the show, and for giving me the opportunity to come to you every single week with a new message, a new lesson, and something that inspires your life. Because that's my special gift. Thank you so much. Until next time, be sure to dive in and share this with anybody who you think needs it. All my love. Hey, Chit Chatter, before you go, if you love this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. I read every single one of them. It would mean the world to me. And if you love some free coaching, go ahead, like, subscribe, and in the review, leave us a comment go ahead and screenshot it and then post it on over on Instagram stories and tag me at Jose Miguel Longo. Thank you so much for listening. All my love. And I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode.